Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. I thank God for the opportunity to be, for being here, and, and let's pray and get started. God, we thank you for each and every person here. We thank you for this day that you've made and we'll rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. We ask that you give me your inner wisdom to speak life into each and every person. We never take it for granted, this opportunity to come and minister together. And we pray that each and every person under the sound of my voice will get something out of the message today that they can use, that they can use and make their lives better. Father, not just years from now or months from now, not weeks from now, not even days from now, but they will be able to use this word and make their lives better immediately. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Please get your Bibles on, a, on Philippians chapter 4. I'm in the King James Version, and you'll probably have it on the screen as well. To get us all oriented, you know, we've been talking about our bodies. We've gone through our bodies just knowing that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We've gone through knowing that our bodies are something that we should kind of moderate as it comes to what we consume as far as our food preferences. We've talked about our bodies that we want to make sure we keep them healthy with respect to not contaminating them with just any old kind of chemical not drinking and popping pills and all that kind of stuff. Last week, don't know if you were here, but we took a deep dive, sort of a deep dive, into the topic of sex and intimacy. The bottom line there is that God called us to keep our bodies pure and holy. And pure and holy meant that we need to put the kibosh on casual sexual activity. Today, as it relates to our body, we're going to talk about something that I'm excited about. If you're looking at Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 11, King James Version, it reads like this. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am wherewith to be content. I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Read the last part with me. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Today, we focus on your view of you and my view of me. Specifically, and quite frankly, we're talking about us loving ourselves. So many people in this world have things about their physical body that it, they just hate. And you know, if we could really put the whole world in one room and ask them certain questions about themselves, we would likely, from both genders, men and women alike, get statements concerning themselves that sound something like this. I am too tall. I am too short. I'm too skinny. 
I'm too fat. I'm too hairy. I'm too bald. My skin's too dark. I'm too pale. My lips are too thin. My lips are too big. My thighs are too big. My thighs are too small. My hair is too curly. My hair is too straight. My tushy <laughs> is too flat. Mine is just too big. Often we master at pointing out the things about us that we don't like. And sadly, pointing out those things that we don't like is not just an issue of pointing them out only. We put such a focus on those things that those things actually begin to rule and control our life. Here's a couple of examples. For instance, if a person feels too skinny, what might that person do? Well, that person might begin to dress in layers and buy padding and different undergarments to make themselves feel more or look, appear more full. A person might feel a bit overweight. And if that person feels a bit overweight, what do they do? Well, they might start buying clothes now that are a bit more baggy to try to conceal or mask that thing about themselves that they dislike. It can even affect the intimacy between a husband and a wife. Think about it. The wife, the woman, feels that her body isn't where it needs to be. So during times of intimacy, the lights must be off. I mean off. I mean, the brother can't even get a candle. <laughs> She's in the bed. Covers pulled up to her neck. And she won't Drop those covers until it is completely dark. So Sheena sent this brother across the room to turn off the light switch. He hits the lights. Now she in the darkness alone talking about some, baby, you coming? <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, I'll be there as soon as I can find you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Strike a match, hold up a glow stick, wave your cell phone, something. <laughs> it's dark in here. Been trying to find your behind for two minutes. I'm about ready to call this quits now and go watch some TV. Hey, foot. <laughs> But that stems from her image of herself. Covers and comforter and 
up to her neck and walking around with a long house gown on everywhere she go, looking like she's in a monastery. What's up with this? In an extreme case of someone who has such a negative appearance or view of their appearance, that person can be so wrapped up with that mindset that they actually become a recluse, a hermit, a homebody, actually begin to live in solitary and go out of their way to avoid any contact with people. That is nowhere, no way to live. Family, I say that's no way to live. It is time for you and I to stop living under the bondage of appearance. It's time for you and I to come out of the shadows. Baby girl, it's time for you to love you. My brother, it's time for you to love you. Not because what somebody else tell you, not because what anybody else shows you, because you just love you because God made you and God don't make no junk. The moment has come for you to live out loud and in the sun. Stop living in the darkness of your mind. It might be uncomfortable, though. But you can do it. You might have to put up with what people say. But bump them. You can do it. You might have to put up with what people think. Same response. Bump them rascals. You can do it. It'll take courage. But you can do it. Why? Believer, because you can do this thing through Christ who strengthens you. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. When building up the courage to love yourself, I'm going to go ahead and raise the yellow flag up and say, you can't get religious and throw up the humility card. What do you mean by that, Mr. Smith? Well, in 1 Peter chapter 5, King James Version, Verse 6. If you have that, read those first two words for me. Ready? Read. Humble yourselves. Right there. Now, this is in the word. This is in the scripture. This is in the good book. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. You know you got to humble yourself now. Don't you go thinking of yourself as if you somebody because the Bible say 
You got to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and let God do the promoting up in this thing. Religious mindset. I get what they're saying, but what they're saying puts people in bondage. God wants you to love you. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Getting you to put how good you feel about yourself in the back seat, which is not where it belongs. Where you feel good about yourself belongs on front street every day. Go to Philippians chapter 2, King James Version. Humility, my brother, is the way of a Christian. In Philippians chapter 2, <laughs> you know how they do. It's like, yo, man, I was in the car with you yesterday. You ain't talk like that. <laughs> Where did that come from? They cross over the threshold and all of a sudden their words get longer. Good morning. I'm like, what in the world? That used to always trip me out when I would go to when I would go to church. And we laugh about it when we were little. You don't talk like that, man. But humility, Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it reads, King James Version. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ. If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye may be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Read that first part with me. It says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 6 follows up with this. It says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, here we go, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, the Bible says, sir, believer, that you need to have the mind of Christ. And Paul is telling you that what Christ was all about is that Christ didn't think anything wrong with becoming a lowly servant. As a matter of fact, it said that he humbled himself even to death, the death upon the cross. So if you want to be like Christ, you have to live in humility. Check this out, though. I noticed that after verse 5, where it talk about let this mind be in you, which is also in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 6 said, 
My Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal to God. You think God don't love himself? You think God got a bad view of himself? You think God's got a twisted view of himself? I don't. Now, I do say that it made himself of no reputation. I see that. He took upon the role of a servant. I see that. But that's got nothing to do with whether or not I love myself. That's not what humility is all about. Repeat this with me. Being humble, Being humble has, nothing do has nothing to do with neglecting myself. With neglecting myself. You can be humble and absolutely adore you. You can be humble and absolutely love who you are. Having humility has nothing to do with having a healthy, good, genuine affection for yourself and for who you are. You love you some you. Amen. When I think about the different statements that I've heard that kind of lock in humility, the author C.S. Lewis, who was a Christian, I think he put humility in such a beautiful, beautiful statement. C.S. Lewis, and I'm so glad, by the way, that he kept, he kept this out to where we can, we can see it. He didn't keep it to himself. He didn't hold in this good comment, but he released it into the world. And let this comment sink in. Here is what C.S. Lewis said. He said this of humility. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's simply thinking of yourself less. Being willing to do for your brother. Being willing to do for your sister. But not at the expense of who you are. Not at the expense of caring about yourself. Not at the expense of being proud of what you've become. Humility is not about thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking more of others. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we come up with another one of these scriptures that we want to wave a flag at because, you know, people, religion, religion will trip you up. <clears throat> Sometimes religion will trip you up quicker than the world. If you read it with a certain mindset, that, that, that scripture will keep you locked up in a place where you never should have been. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, let's look at something else that we want to kind of use as an example to avoid getting tripped up along the way of loving ourselves. King James Version, 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. 
This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, obedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Now, if you're, if you're not careful, you can look at that set of scripture and you could pick this out of it. I want you to go to verse 2 and notice that verse 2 begins with, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And that passage that we read end with, this, with the statement, have nothing to do with these people. That men will be lovers of themselves has nothing to do with genuine humility. As a matter of fact, it makes it sound as if loving yourself is a bad thing. But that's not the case. If we look at the Amplified of verse 2, and when I say Amplified, by the way, if you ever do this online, I'm talking about the Amplified classic version. If you look at the Amplified, and we're going to also look at this in the Message Bible version, but these two versions put the right context on that King James aspect of the scripture of they will love themselves. The Amplified says it like this, for people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. That's, that's not a, a person that's genuinely humble. The Message Bible version says it like this, as the end approaches, People are going to be self-absorbed. The warning here is not, the not with respect to people that just have genuine humility. Instead, it is explaining that some people will be, if we, if we put it the way my mama would put it, is just full of themselves. Walk around with your behind on your shoulders. Walk around thinking that you're all that. Here are some of the things, though, that a self-absorbed, utterly self-centered person, that kind of person that loves themselves, is this, this is the kind of person that you, would, that you would see. The kind of person that always asks, what's in it for me? I understand you want me to do something, but the bottom line is, cuz, what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? What's my benefit? In the case of some people, they don't say this, but this is the image they portray. You, you do realize that the earth and the moon and the stars revolve, revolve around me, don't you? You do realize that 
even though the, the sun shine every day, it don't really come up until I get out of bed. <laughs> Self-centered self. Self-absorbed self. That's not humility. Humility is not necessarily thinking less about yourself. It's just thinking more of others. A self-centered person don't think of nobody else but themselves. Go to Matthew 22. We are not proposing that you or I be full of ourselves. But make no bones about it. We are definitely asking each and every person to love themselves. When people talk about loving themselves, sometimes they get a little apprehensive about doing so. They got some kind of mental block. Perhaps it's something somebody said to them or something they experienced. Or maybe it's just something that they have locked away in the back of their own mind. But don't you lock yourself up in your mind. You live out loud. You enjoy who you are. You love you. Don't let anything or anybody convince you to hide in the shadows. God, we serve didn't call us to live like that. And we refuse to keep living that way. In Matthew 22, starting in verse 36, King James Version. Family, Jesus never told us not to love ourselves. But once again, here's one of those scriptures. It says the Pharisees, and everybody was messing with him, you know, always trying to trip him up. They say, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now look at that close. People will tell you, Jesus told you to love your neighbor. That's true. But he didn't tell you not to love yourself. He didn't tell you not to love yourself. He did not tell us to ignore ourselves. As a matter of fact, I go as far as to say this. I contend that a person that does not know how to love themselves falls short at knowing how to love other people. If you say you know how to love other people and don't love yourself, I do not think you're on the path at being able to love your neighbor better. So you have to love yourself. But we're talking about loving yourself the right way. <coughs> what does loving yourself the right way? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Because 
Jesus is saying you should love your neighbor as yourself. So when you look at the way you love yourself, it should be a good example of how you should love your neighbor. When you love yourself the right way, you don't degrade yourself. When you love yourself the right way, you don't humiliate yourself. When you love yourself the right way, you don't talk down to yourself. What do you do when you love yourself the right way? You encourage yourself. You pat your own self on the back. You tell your own self you can do it. You tell your own self to get up and get back on your feet. You are an encourager to you. Love your neighbor the same way. When you love yourself the right way, you don't hold yourself in condemnation when you make a, a mistake. Amen. When you love yourself the right way, you look at the situation, you say, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to do better. God, forgive me. No condemnation. And you move forward. Amen. How are you going to love your neighbor and not accept an apology? How are you going to love your neighbor and keep them locked up for something they did 10 years ago? How are you going to love your neighbor and not extend to them the same grace that God extends you? How are you going to love your neighbor and be tripping on something and holding on alt and forgiveness in your heart? That's not loving your neighbor. You don't love yourself that way. When you love yourself the right way, you are not ashamed of God's financial blessings. You ain't dri driving around in a car with no hubcaps, 1990, whatever, can't even find parts for it no more because you don't want people to know that you blessed of God. That's not loving yourself the right way. When you love yourself the right way, you are thankful for the blessings of God. So thankful you dress how God has blessed you. You drive how God has blessed you. You travel how God has blessed you. You bless your family the way that God has blessed you. You don't wrap yourself up in some self-righteous image that says the blessings of God got to be tucked away like some candle under a bushel. You don't live that way. When you love yourself the right way, you embrace the blessings of God. And that same embracing of the blessings of God causes you to take your prosperity, take your blessings, and say, I see that family over there that's in need. I'm going to bless them. Why? Because the blessings of God is all on me. I see you need a ride, brother. You can get in my car. I know it's a 19-whatever, and it's brand spanking new. 2000, you know what I mean? I know what it is, but... You can do that because I'm not ashamed of the blessings of God. Get in my ride. I don't care what you got on. Get in my ride. I don't care where you got to go. Get in my ride. I don't care who sees you in there because I'm blessed of God and I'm blessed to be a blessing, doggone it. And I'm not going to let nobody else keep me from doing what God wants me to do. When you love yourself, 
you don't mistreat your body. Amen. When you love yourself, when you love yourself, you make sure that the inputs into your body do your body good. Amen. You don't eat salad and, and, and take flaxseed and pineapple smoothies and then give your neighbor pig feet and salted collard greens? Come on now. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. Oh, no, I'm finna cut you deep right now. Oh, yeah. If you are, if, if, if you are parent, if you at the, if you would, if you were doing the family get together cookout, you don't give them children them tired hot dogs, and you be eating steak and chicken and the ribs, sitting there trying to get them churn peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They can't eat at the fish fry because you might get choked on some bone. You're wrong, people. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed coming out. You bless, bless your neighbor on the way in, and you bless your neighbor on the way out. But when you love yourself, everything you are, everything you do, everything you convey with your appearance honors God. It represents him well. It's, it's to the point to where you almost can hear God say, that's my child right there. You'd be like, excuse me? And they'd be like, I ain't say nothing. Like, oh, you said something. You ain't say nothing to me. You said, that must be my daddy talking to me. Yeah. When you love you, say this with me. I deem it important for me to get to know me. You got to get to know yourself. Loving you is also involving getting to know you. You should have no question about what brings you joy. You should have no question about what brings you peace. You should have no question about what brings you happiness. You should have no question about what brings you comfort. Why? Because you know you. Don't suppress who you are. Don't hide yourself under some false cloak of humility. That's not God. When it comes to how we should think, I want you to know that it's okay for you to adore you. Because make no mistake about it. I adore me. It's not just okay, it's acceptable for you to care about you. 
and it's acceptable for me to care about me. It is not a crime for you to have a compassion for yourself. Not a crime for me to be compassionate about me. You know what? Yeah, I'll say this like this. Say this with me. Say, I love me some me. I love me some me. Say it like you meant it. Say, I love me some me. I love me some me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I love me some me. You know, and you gotta you, when you when you say that thing, you know you can you can say like I love me some me. You can say it like that, but you can also look somebody in the eye and be like I love me some me. When you get that bottom lip, I love me some me. Almost like you need to put a dog on it at the back of that thing. What are we saying, though? If we're going to pull this thing off, if I'm going to love me some me, if you're going to love you some you, you got to stop thinking of yourself as too short. You got to stop thinking of yourself as too tall. Stop thinking of yourself as too dark skin. Stop thinking of yourself as too light skin. We have to stop taking on ourselves the image of everything we see as a mistake about us. Stop looking at yourself as too skinny. And don't you dare one more day call yourself too fat. Quit looking in the mirror and magnifying what you see as a flaw. You love you some you. Starting today. Tell somebody starting today. Starting today, we're going to put all that negativity to the side. And we're going to start loving ourselves. Love yourself some you. Stop looking at your flaws and letting your flaws define you. Stop looking for acceptance from somebody else. God is enough to let you know that you should love you. Don't be moved off of what other people say about you. Don't be looking at the mirror of the outside world and putting that image on yourself and looking down on yourself. That's not what we do. We're going to love ourselves because we're comfortable in who we are, comfortable in God, and there is nobody or nothing in this world that's going to change that for us. Today starts anew. 
My God, that's a good place for a praise break. Where my, where my praisers at? Where my praisers at? We ain't done. We're not done. Give me somebody that can sing something. These two over there. Come on. We gonna shout about this thing. We want you to know that God loves you for who you are. There is nothing in this world better than a person that loves themselves. A person that embraces who they are. We are going to make sure that we do not allow the enemy to put anything within us as a seed that says we are nothing more than absolutely what God calls us to be. Pastor Mike told me the other day, he said, I don't care what anybody calls me as long as I continue to be a son. As long as I, as long as I can as long as I continue to be beloved of God. I don't care what you call me. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what the people say about me. As long as I know that God loves me, as long as I know I'm a child of the kingdom, as long as I know that I am born again, as long as I know heaven's my home, as long as I know where I'm headed, I can love me regardless of what you say about me. I love me some me. And you should love you some you. Love yourself. love myself so I wish I could date me. <laughs> Take myself out to dinner. Give myself a kiss on the cheek. Buy myself a gift. I love me some me. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Acapella, acapella, whatever, however you say that, it's the same. Come on, put your hands together.
can change that image of me. Today, today starts a new day. No longer in bondage to the thought that you are less than anything. How can we be created in the image and the likeness of God Jesus and the Holy Spirit and somehow get the impression that we don't measure up to some whatever standard that is. God sets our standard. And not only does he set the standard, he has said that on the inside of us as a believer resides the Holy Spirit. The standard lives within us. How can you not meet what you are? No more. No more. We will talk about loving ourselves more next time. For right now, if, you know what? No, let's not shut it down yet. Have a seat. Thank you so much. This is going to be completely nuts. <laughs> it's going to be bananas. It really is. This is what this is what happens when. You leave me alone with God. I was was thinking about just, I love me. 
I love me, God. I love me some me. God, it is not, it's not a thing between humility. I just thank you so much for me, for the opportunity that you've given me on this earth. I just thank you for creating me in your image and in your likeness. I just thank you, God, for giving me this body. I'm going to keep it whole. I'm going to keep it pure. I just thank you, God. I just thank you so much. Then God and I started to have some fun. So I want you to have a little fun with me. This is, this is just called, I love me. I love me. Say, I love me. I love me. Now, now I'm going to ask you to say it in rhythm. Now, here, hold on. Like, every time I point, I'm just say, I love me. Ready? I love me. Uh, uh. I love me. Uh, uh. I love me. Uh, keep it going. I love me. Oh, yeah. I love me. I wrote this down. It's real short. And I'm cutting a fool in the house, right? Everybody asleep. When I open my eyes, when I go to bed at night, when I'm standing in the mall, hanging with the fellas playing ball, forget the color of my skin, even if I'm big or thin, ignore what the enemies say, no negativity coming my way, oh, I'm oh so serious, and after that I put a period, I love me, ah, what, 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 what? in the back. I love me. I'm like, oh, I love me. I said, what you say? What? I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, oh, oh, I was killing it. I was killing it. But I wasn't going to shut up, but God said, that should be everybody's anthem. When you get up in the morning, you should wake up, I love me. When you go to bed at night, you should say, good night, God, I love me. And go to bed. When you in the mall, I love me. In the line getting your Chick-fil-A, I love me. Out with the fellas playing ball, putting three in their eyes, uh, I love me. He told me. Everywhere you go, everything you do, wherever your feet shall tread, the thing that should be sounding off in the back of your mind, no matter what's going on, no matter what somebody tell you, no matter how your day's gone, is I love me. I love me, people. And you should love you, too. Love yourself. If you don't love yourself, nobody else is going to love you. It starts right there. Don't put the joy of your heart into the hands of anybody else but you. God, I thank you. 
I thank you, Lord, that today we started down the road of loving ourselves. Some of us may have already been there. Some may be a little bit more far away. But one thing is certain. There is no question in our minds at this moment that we should be completely comfortable with loving who we are. You love me. So why in the world don't I love me? We pray that everybody under the sound of my voice gets the courage to live out loud. Get the courage to come out of the shadows. Get the courage to say to themselves, hello. Knowing that God has absolutely no issue with them loving themselves. It's not a humility thing. It's strictly just loving who you are. And God is okay with that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.